Consequence Podcast Network. This is the album of the week, a weekly series here on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network that features an in-depth discussion on the week's most topical release between myself, the host, Dedrick Hendricks, and various staff writers. Last week, we did a classic album review, which we occasionally do here on this podcast. We actually went back and did the self-titled debut album by The Smiths back in 1984. We celebrated the 35-year anniversary, made fun of Morrissey a little bit, talked about how much he's a douche and all that stuff. Um, Had a little fun with it, though. Obviously, uh, The Smiths' legacy still lives on. Johnny Marr is still doing great things. That's what we did a little bit last week. We did The Smiths Traveling Back. This week, we actually have a new release. Um, No classic review this week. We actually have a new release, and I'm joined by someone who actually joined me a couple podcasts ago. Uh, She actually joined me uh, back when Fiddler released their album. Um, and that was only, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, but it was almost free, uh, came out and we did it January 25th as when Lindsay Teske, I called her the Twitter list, Lindsay Teske, but I'm not going to call her that this time, but yeah, you guys can give me a follow on Twitter. I am at DC Hendrix, follow the consequence Twitter as well at consequence and check out the website consequences and on consequences sound is the fantastic review up by Lindsay Teske reviewing the new album for this week that we're doing is Weezer's new album. And I, I this is going to be fun because Lindsay and I disagree on a couple of songs on this. So this is going to be pretty fun. But we're doing Weezer's new album, Black Album, just released today, March 1st, 2019. And Lindsay Teske is joining us here on the podcast. Lindsay, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited. So uh, to start off, what you uh, did you get to check out the cover album first? I know that was just a couple of months ago. I know they did a variety of different tracks, tons of different. I know they did Take On Me, which is the obviously fantastic track from AHA back way before, I believe, before we were born. But I, I actually, <laughs> the cover album grew on me a little bit. I know uh, Michael Rothman, who was our editor-in-chief, fantastic guy, um, he actually uh, reviewed the Teal album, which is their cover album that they did. Um, they did songs, which is one of my favorites, so I I was pretty critical on this but they did everybody wants to rule the world um they did africa um by toto um they did no scrubs billy jean what did you think of their cover cover album just from a couple months ago um well i was really impressed most of all with um their cover of africa because i mean it blew up and i think for a good reason um it's funny because you wouldn't expect Weezer to be the type of band that would cover Toto as well as they did, <laughs> but they did. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I really enjoy this just as much as I enjoy the original. So um, for me, that was the most exciting takeaway from that. And I know that's kind of the song that everyone buzzes about. So I'm basically just piling onto that and um, giving their cover of Africa a lot of love because I think it's really fun. Yeah, that actually took me by surprise. And I gave, I even gave Michael, our editor, Michael Rothman, I gave him a hard time on Twitter because he's all, you know, ranting and raving about it, how much he loves it. I'm like, man, I, don't, I ain't digging it, man. I ain't feeling it. So um, we're going back and forth a little bit on that. And then he told me it would grow on me. And it did. Um, I actually I actually loved it. And, it you know, that's not the Weezer that I was expecting. So, I mean, it, it grew on me. It took about a month or so. Um, and it's finally starting to grow on me. But then now we have the Black Album. So let's go ahead and get into this. So let's kind of get into kind of the background um, approaching and the lowdown approaching this Black Album that Weezer is releasing today. So when a band has a career that spans across decades, there's usually a pretty good reason before that. 
And for the case of Weezer, of course, they um, burned so bright so quickly. They had those two really good albums right off the bat, mm-hmm. um, the Blue Album and Pinkerton, and those, of course, went on to be huge hits and really kind of perpetuated them into catastrophic heights. And so that was just obviously, like, huge. And so then when they started with the bar set so high, um, it can be hard to raise that bar even higher when it was already high at the starting point, but they did it. And throughout the past, you know, but through what is just over two decades now, um, they've really proven that they've been able to do that. And so because of that, um, especially for their longtime listeners, um, there's certain expectations set in terms of quality. And these only exist because the quality of work that Weezer has proven time and time again that they're capable of bringing to the table um, is known. Like, people know what they can do, and they know what they can do is good. So when they don't do that, it can feel like a step backward. And I think in a lot of ways, um, the Black Album can serve as a cautionary tale of that, because here, Weezer really kind of stepped outside um, what has widely been known as their traditional sound. And while that's not a bad thing by any means, it's always great to see um, a band experiment and try new things. Um, That's not bad by any means, but it can be if it results in a loss of quality. And I think that manifested with the Black Album. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that here in just a few minutes. <laughs> um I I still can't and I was I was looking this up a little bit before we recorded. I cannot believe the Green album was in 2001. Like if I needed anything else to ensure me that I'm getting old, that that was it. I I was I felt like I was a little kid. I mean, <laughs> it, it's been a long time, it's been 18 years uh since that's even been out but yeah I can't, I can't believe it but i'm just a little bit in shock by that so let's go ahead and dig into it so i'm starting off with the bang here all right so w- what's your beef um not really beef but you did not enjoy uh one of my personal favorites um it i mean it, it doesn't have a whole lot of substance in it i guess which might have been one of your problems but um i absolutely loved and Again, it's not a whole lot of substance. I just thought it's a good party song. You know, it kind of makes me want to get up, start dancing a little bit. And I'm talking about living in L.A. And you talked a little bit about it being a little bit simplistic. What, what, what did you think of uh, living in L.A.? that track particularly frustrated me because I thought it had potential to be something more than what it was. Um, I almost felt like it wasn't pushed hard enough to reach its full potential in a way Mm -hmm. Um, because it has all the makings, like the very skeletal basis of what makes a fun song. Like it's catchy. It has um, a memorable course. um, It's not bad by any means. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it felt a little too generic for me. I was in high school when, um, you know, One Direction and like Five Seconds of Summer and all those types of bands were, um, you know, having their day in the sun. And <laughs> Living in a Lake sonically reminded me of that. And that's not something you would crave out of a Weezer song, per se. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much kind of um, what I thought about that. It's not bad, but it's just, it, it could have been so much more. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I kind of agree that it wasn't a whole lot of substance in it. Just a, a catchy little number yeah. gets you moving a little bit. Uh, I I enjoyed it, though. It was one of my it's it's probably not one of my essential tracks, but I enjoyed it. And I just, I just wanted to know where you were coming from there. So since I are, I guess since I already started in the bag, we're mixing it up this week. I like it. Uh, so let, let's start off because looking at your overall grade and we'll get to that. There was a little bit more that uh, bothered you. What were some other things? You wanted to see a little bit different, wanted to hear a little bit of different things throughout this Black Album by Weezer. Um, so kind of like for me, the biggest thing was the lyrics. Um, and, you know, the degree of kind of where they stood varied from song to song. But on certain tracks, I was kind of just like, like, what? Like, this this isn't <laughs> the Weezer caliber, <laughs> so to speak. Um like the biggest thing that stood out to me was on too many thoughts in my head. And it's a shame because I think musically, this song is probably among the most interesting on the album because it has this whole psychedelic Mm -hmm. influence going on. But the fact that um, Mary Poppins and Moses are name dropped in between the line fuel up B word. There's no more slacking. I was like, (laughs) what? Like that's, does not sound like a Weezer lyric. Like, they have delivered so many great songs filled with so much more introspection and substance than that. I was just like, how on earth? <laughs> and um, California Snow is similar. Um, yeah. It basically, uh, lyrically, it reads like a run-of-the-mill rap song, like mm. the line, when I play guitar, it's sick, woo. I was like, why are we calling things sick like that? Oh, I don't know. It's just, you know, Weezer's proven themselves to be uh, really good songwriters. And um, I think people kind of like expect that from them just because they've done it for two decades. And if someone's done something for two decades, if they've delivered on a certain level for all that time, Mm -hmm. you expect them to do it again. And so I think lyrically with the black album, there's such a drop off in terms of lyrical substance. And for listeners, I think it could be frustrating just because we know they're capable of doing so much better than that. So then it kind of raises the question of, well, why haven't they in this case? Yeah, and I I 100% agree, too. Um, Too many thoughts in my head. I I definitely agree on that. Um, And another one I wanted you to get to. Um, Because California Snow, you said it, and I I probably have to listen to it again. But you you said, did you say California Snow uh, sounds similar to a Fleetwood Mac song? Yeah, the introduction. It sounds like um, the intro to Everywhere, kind of like the the twinkling chime sound. It sounded like that got a very noxious EDM treatment. Yeah, see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to go back and listen to it again to uh, k- kind of get that vibe. It, it was just weird. It was a weird intro. I was just like, "What in the world? Like, this doesn't sound." It, and that might make sense now because I, when I first heard, it, I'm like, "This does not sound like a 2019 song. This sounds like something that was released from their early days or something that was unreleased." I don't know. I felt weird about it. Uh, so, so maybe, maybe that's where I got that from. Just an older Fleetwood Mac. Maybe that's maybe that's what I was hearing before we get to you know our overall and essential tracks and verdict in your grade because you were you weren't very kind to this one um i I was a little bit more (laughs) i was a little bit more generous than you were but uh let's get to some of the things we enjoyed because i our number one song that i think we can both agree on and which which is weird on here because i don't i don't agree very much with our uh reviewers but i think we agree 100 percent that high as a kite is the best song on this album 
Oh, yeah. Hands down. <laughs> because high as a kite encompasses all that really good quality and songwriting and those really good um, instrumental arrangements that the rest of the album completely lacks. It's like they they saved all the goodness and shoved it into High as a Kite. Um, and I think as a result of that, that's by far kind of like the magnum opus of the album, so to speak. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really lyrically rich. There's a lot of good material there to sort of mentally chew on, so to speak. And um, it's this beautiful, lush soundscape with piano and chimes and electric guitar. And the electric guitar melds so well with the uh, piano and chimes. So it's like this really good mix of like uh, kind of like lighter and um, more intense musical elements. But yet it melds together so seamlessly. And it really is just kind of like a beautiful song. And it showcases that, um, you know, Rivers has a great voice Mm -hmm. and... um, that it's so well suited for these kind of like longer, fuller melodies. And on other tracks where they're kind of like half rapping, so to speak, yeah. uh, most notably in California Snow, you don't get the kind of like full spectrum of um, his abilities as a vocalist. But in High as a Kite, you really do. And so, if anything, High as a Kite makes the rest of the record more frustrating because then <laughs> the listener knows, like, okay, like, they're good. Like the music is good. The lyrics are good. They can really deliver as they have been for the past, you know, over 20 years. Why isn't the rest of the record like that? But yeah, no, high as a kite is a very stand up track for sure. Yeah. If you ever, uh, feel a little down and out, just want to disappear. Um, I think, I think exactly. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just one of those tracks. I'm just like, yeah, I'm feeling this. Just, you know, the lyrics, mm-hmm. easily relatable, catchy um, and memorable. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's the best track easily on this. And do you remember how long this was? I think it was like, what, 30, 40 minutes total, 10 tracks. Yeah, it was something like that, because each song was um, like over three minutes, four minutes. So, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I kind of wanted this one to go about half the length. That's how much I liked it. I, I just really, yeah. I wanted it to keep going. I loved it. And another one that I think we agree on, too, is I'm Just Being Honest. What'd you think of that one? I love that one. Musically, that was one of the songs that stood out to me the most. Um, I really liked how it kind of incorporated these, like, uh, little flourishes of like wailing guitars every now and then. Um, and um, I don't know, I really liked how it had like a really strong, steady rhythm. Um, and yeah, I don't know, like musically, I think that was probably like next to High as a Kite, of course, to me, that's those ele- those two elements really stood out because the rest of the record was um, so heavily dipped in like um, electronic and, uh, you know, all these other things. And so to kind of get like that little tiny hint um that little morsel of kind of like the more uh so to speak pure rock sounds that um their other albums have uh, really showcased it was kind of like um kind of exciting it was like a little bit of taste of what i'll loosely call like the old weezer so to speak. <laughs> yeah those are that's probably those are probably my two favorites honestly uh, i'm just being honest and high as a kite but high as a kite just kind of you know, t- takes the trophy, so to speak, uh, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I did love living in L.A. I'm sorry. I know. And I, I hate myself. Uh, honestly, I hate myself for liking it because I hate 
I hate the I hate the pop groups and I hate the pop songs, but it was I don't know. It was Weezer and it made me like it, I guess. I really don't have a reason. I just I just did. It got me dancing a little bit and I seen you put in your bat. I was like, Whoa, okay. Um yeah, I, I hate myself for it, believe me. Um I probably won't be uh going back and listening to this just to hear me even say that, but I'll, I'll probably be skipping over, but I, I'm just being <laughs> I, I, I like it. I'm sorry. It, it, it got to me. But yeah, so um, one thing that you uh, also kind of talked about in your review, and this is kind of going back to some of the things that, you know, kind of rubbed you the wrong way on this, but you kind of dug a little bit deep into the the poor arrangement. Um, kind of dig a little bit deeper into that for our listeners here. Yeah, for sure. So again, um, it kind of all circles back to the fact that Weezer is, we know Weezer is capable of so much more than what they delivered Um here and it's like you know it's one it's not bad to obviously you know try out a new sound and i think here their decision to undertake a more pop electronic uh rap light sound so to speak was intentional and that's not bad like you know that's exciting to see a band that has been in the public eye for as long as they have Mm -hmm. um try something new um but however in their attempt to do that they kind of underperformed in the process and um Innovation never has to come at the expense of substance, but here um, it did. And again, it's not what they tried to do, but how they tried to do it. And it just it felt flat in a lot of ways. And I think it really comes down to the fact that um, because the arrangements weren't as um, alluring or compelling as um, previous ones that they proved they're capable of, because their other tracks, you know, nearly everything is really good. They they can do good arrangements. They just didn't hear, which is why it's so kind of aggravating. It's everything just kind of felt very two dimensional. And we know Weezer isn't a two dimensional band. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And that, that is one thing that probably uh, got to me a little bit and why, um, while still a little bit more generous than you were, but our grades are pretty similar because of that. But what did you think of the first track? We didn't even talk about that, which probably shows a lot about how we felt about it, but, uh, can't knock the hustle. And then, uh, followed by that is zombie bastards, which I kind of liked it at first, you know, a little bit like, man, I, I didn't skip it, I guess. Um, but it was okay, but what'd you think of the first couple of tracks kind of starting off? Is that kind of what you were talking about? Can't knock the hustle. Um, you know, that, that didn't stand out to me as being particularly bad or good. It just kind of existed to me, so to speak. <laughs> I heard it and I was like, okay, this is what it is. Um, you know, check that box onto track two. <laughs> um, but um, for the second one, Zombie Bastards, um, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, <laughs> so that's, I how, I, like, that's how I that feel. That's one what, of the ones where like, kind of I raised my eyebrow of the lyrics because <laughs> the constant repetition of the line, die, die, you zombie I know. Bastards. I, I was like, just what like, the Weezer, like, yeah. you can do so much more than this. Yeah. I don't know. So, but <laughs> it, it wasn't, like, I didn't have the same, like, uh, kind of like visceral cringe type of reaction as I did between those two tracks and say like uh, California Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know uh, those two tracks. Um, I didn't love them, but I didn't. They weren't my least favorite on the album either. I guess I was really here nor there with both of them. Yeah, I mean, un- I mean, fortunately, this is a podcast. So like, I mean, the initial reaction is actually the gasp you did. That was like literally the perfect reaction. Like if we could put that as a review, like if we had to review each song and we could just put a gasp, 
next to those two songs. That's probably what we could have did. Um, but <laughs> it's it, it was just like okay, yeah, this 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 is it, all right. And then it finally got yeah. to, and, then, and then it finally got to high as a kite, and I'm like, there we go, there we go, there it mm-hmm. is. So yeah, I I actually overall, and we can get to this now in overall verdict and grades. So I was a little bit more generous than you. Um, I ended up giving it a B minus. Um, wasn't great. I thought it was good. I, I just, I, I just think high as a kite living in LA, I'm just being honest. Those three were pretty much, I don't want to say phenomenal cause I don't want to say living in LA was phenomenal. I don't want to go that far, <laughs> but I'm just being honest and high as a kite are phenomenal. I'll say those two are living in LA was catchy. It did its job, but I think that's what they're aiming for. So your, what was your overall yeah. grade and your overall verdict for this album, the black album by Weezer? So my overall grade was a C minus and never in my life would I've ever wanted to, you know, give Weezer a C minus, but I did because again, they completely just kind of strayed from what we know they're capable of doing. The best thing I could think of is that it's like when you watch a really, really good friend make a bad decision you still love them Mm. so much Mm. but at the same time that's why watching them do something that doesn't necessarily serve their best interest can create like a huge sense of dismay and that's exactly how i think i felt when i first heard this record and that influenced a lot of like my thinking um in terms of the review because like i do really admire and respect weezer it's hard not to but um Mm -hmm. But it's because that respect and that love for their work is in place that it made seeing um, them release an album that is almost kind of uh, like an underestimation of the talent they've proven that they've had kind of um, feel like a little bit of a letdown. And so I think that is why, because we know Weezer is better than making a song about zombies and having forgettable arrangements like they're better than that like and we know that and it's i don't know like i felt like they could have um went down this kind of like electronic pop uh hybrid route Mm -hmm. without losing that quality that they've proven they can bring to the table um but we did and so that's why it's kind of disappointing because all the pitfalls that the album had their good enough artists where those pitfalls didn't ever need to come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Well put. And I, I was a little, a little bit disappointed in this because like I said, the, the cover album really got me excited for this. I was like, okay, Weezer is back. I'm back in 2001 yeah. again. Like this is, this is fantastic. Um, and then, and I think a few of these were released. I think uh, I seen on Spotify, um, that a couple of these have been released already prior to, um, I think high as a kite living in LA zombie bastards and can't knock the hustle already on like streaming services and stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. got, got to early listen to those. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit disappointed, but so what, what do you think this, you know, what do you think this, uh, kind of creates this next step for them? What do you think is next? I mean, and, and, and also, you know, do, are we getting the orange album? Are we getting the yellow album? Uh, I mean, what, what is next? I mean, in all seriousness though, um, I mean, what do you think is next for Weezer? What do you think they should do? Well, I think they should do whatever they want to do. Um, you know, like obviously it's their art, it's their liberty. Yeah. But as long as they don't, as long as they stay afloat with the barometer they've set for themselves in terms of artistic quality, mm-hmm. they'll be fine because 
you know, even like the Black Album, that's going to appeal to like probably a lot of people. And I think because, you know, Weezer is Weezer, anything they release will um, attract attention and buzz. Yeah. So no matter kind of what sonic direction they choose to go in next, as long as they deliver the level of substance that we all know they can do, I think they'll be just fine. They've just got to really just keep up with themselves. I'm still looking forward to the next one, though. I think it was, in my opinion, it was still good enough because... I would say you're probably a bigger Weezer fan than I am. I did grow up, as I mentioned, you know, in my early uh, middle school, uh, high school, early uh, my late middle school, early high school years. I started listening to him. Island and Sun came out and I'm like, okay, who is this? All right. I'm digging this. All right. So I I think you're I think you're a little bit of a bigger fan than I am. But I think this was enough, though to get me excited for the next one. I still think the combination of this with the cover album still does its job and still has people excited for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's talk about, cause we got a ton, we got a ton of stuff coming up at consequence sound.net. I know we're getting our emails, getting set up for the month of March and, you know, pre- preparing for April. There's all kinds of releases coming out. I know you're busy. You're busy out there. You're doing it all. So what are some things you have coming up that you can talk about for consequence of sound? Actually more Weezer. <laughs> ah. uh, I'm, I know like what a, <laughs> this is a big Weezer week. Um, I will be writing um, little blurbs for um, this album and their cover album in the um, Weezer ranking article um, that's coming out soon. Um, I'm actually going to do that later tonight. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, just more Weezer (laughs) right off the bat. Yeah, that's awesome. Obviously, that'll be something else to look for. Consequencesound.net. Follow all of our work. Just search Lindsay Teske on Consequence. Search her on Google, whatever you want to do, and you'll find all our work. Fantastic stuff. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, I'm still going to be playing the album. I'm still listening to Living in L.A. I'm sorry. I uh, apologize ahead of time, but uh, <laughs> I'm still jamming out to it. But in all seriousness, stuff. thanks for joining us today. Absolutely great stuff and great review up that you have on the website. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to Lindsay Teske for joining us here on the Album of the Week, a weekly series here on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network, where we review the most topical release of the week between myself, the host, Dedrick Hendricks, and various staff writers. This week, we are joined by Lindsay Teske. We're reviewing the new album, The Black Album by Weezer, following their latest release as well. Before that, Teal Album, which is a cover album. Fantastic stuff on there. I was a little bit more generous than Lindsay was. I gave it a B, uh, B minus. She gave it a C minus. So that'll just about do it for this week's Album of the Week. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. iTunes, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are available. Make us one of your favorites by subscribing and go ahead and scroll on down. Leave us a review. Let us know what you guys are thinking. This has been the Album of the Week. Consequence Podcast Network. One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Which one are you? Get on the better looking side of those odds with Il Maquillage. Using AI, Il Maquillage virtually shade matches you to the perfect foundation. Their foundation has over 50,000 five-star reviews thanks to its luxe lightweight formula. And with 50 shades, there's a flawless finish for everyone. Take the Power Match quiz to find yours at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.